This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. I grew up in a county in northern New Jersey where there was this thing called Blue Law. Basically, that was a ban on commercial and retail activities on Sunday. Some people called it the Sunday Sabbath. So it was like a, a retail day of rest. Other than going to church on Sunday, going to the grocery store, and maybe picking up the paper from a newsstand, there just wasn't a lot of types of retail shopping you could do. And I was amazed to learn that in a culture like we live in today, those laws in that county still exist, which is crazy to me. So I grew up in a world where Sunday really was a day of rest and everyone was pretty much at home with family or friends. And I was out one Sunday afternoon some years ago in an entirely different state actually. And the traffic was just insanely heavy on this day. It wasn't even during the holiday or anything like that. And I remember thinking to myself, why are these people not at home? Today is Sunday. What in the world are they out here doing? And for whatever reason, on that particular day, while I also was out and about doing whatever, it just became so clear to me how much things had changed. Though... In reality, probably in that part of the country, that city where I was, that probably hadn't changed because they probably never even had a blue law. But in that moment, I felt like I was seeing the world change around me. And another thing I remember so poignantly about my childhood was that people routinely dropped by to visit one another. Sometimes it was during the week, but very, very rarely. Often it was on the weekend and usually on Sundays in particular. And it wasn't even because they were invited. People would just say, oh, I wonder what so-and-so is doing today. Let's stop by. And when people stopped by, no one was bothered or irritated. And they were actually like glad to see you. <laughs> Whatever they were doing, they were happily happy to you know, invite you to join them. Even if dinner was over. You would go in that kitchen and scrounge around and find something to offer them to eat. There was just this sense of value placed on community and hospitality and relationship. But how greatly that has changed. In many communities, people can live in the neighborhoods that they're in for years and not even have a clue or be interested in knowing who their neighbors are. <laughs> I can remember myself personally. I lived in an apartment in Virginia years ago. There was like two up and two down, and we shared a common door entry. And I lived there for years. And I never met or knew anyone else who lived in that same building as I did. Our ideas and our thoughts about visiting each other and living in community with each other, just doing life together, those ideas have changed drastically. 
Some of us can barely even stand to have a conversation with someone on the telephone, much less actually go to visit them. And I believe, honestly, this past year that we've gone through has isolated us even more. And what made me think about all of this was reading the letter to the Hebrews in chapter 13. It starts out saying this, let love of the brethren continue. And this phrase, love of the brethren or brotherly love, just basically means kindness. And in the New Testament, it's only used to speak of the love Christians have one for another out of a common spiritual life. So what does that look like? In Romans 12.10, Paul said this, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor or outdo one another in showing honor to each other. And Jesus said in John 13, 34 and 35, that just as he has loved us, so are we to love each other. And then by this, all men will know that we are his disciples, the way that we love each other. But check this out in Hebrews 13, where it starts out saying, let brotherly love continue. Verse two, right behind it says this, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. For by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Now, before you get all checked out, before, you know, you start whatever, whether you believe in real angels or not, <laughs> let me just tell you that that word has more than one meaning. At its core, that word angel, it simply means a messenger, which could be a pastor or an angel or a person sent to announce or proclaim something. So when the writer said, some have entertained angels unaware Though we do know that angels in the Bible have the appearance of men, this could mean either a messenger sent to announce, teach, or perform, or explore something, or it could mean an actual celestial messenger used by God as an angel to administer the affairs of the world or promote the welfare of humans. It could be either one because in the Bible, in different places, that same word was used to convey both ideas. So whichever one you choose to believe it means... <laughs> The fact is still, listen, you could distill that scripture down to say this. There have been people who have entertained messengers sent by God and didn't even know it. And it makes you wonder, how many times has God sent a messenger to you and you didn't even know it? As much time as we spend trying to hear and discern the voice of God, don't forget that God often speaks in everyday words, ways through the people and situations and circumstances around us if we have ears to hear. And it makes sense, really, that God would speak to us through others often because life as a Christian was designed to be lived in the context of family and community. So the willingness to entertain or spend time with or give ear to others within the family of God that he sends our way can be a conduit for hearing God speak directly from his heart. I will never forget. A friend of mine gave me some counsel while I was preparing to move to a new state. And she never came to me with a yea saith God or anything like that. She just gave me some counsel from her heart which turned out to be a word directly from the Lord. A year or two later, I realized that had I not listened to that word, I would have exposed myself to a world of hurt. 
And I have absolutely no doubt that the Lord sent her to me with that specific message to save me from a great deal of pain. So I want to encourage you. This past year has made it easier than ever for some of us to just stay in the house and not go out and interact with other people. Many of us can now work from home. We can have our groceries delivered to our homes. We can even watch church services from our couch or our bed in our jammies at home. But God did not intend for us to live isolated lives without meaningful interaction with others. And that does include spending time face-to-face, engaging with and entertaining one another. Strangers only remain strangers as long as we choose not to open our hearts, our homes, and our lives to one another. And even if you're not currently in a place where people actually do that, like spend face-to-face time with each other, I'm going to challenge you, step out of your zone of comfort and initiate some interaction. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy at all, but it will definitely be worth it. And you will be amazed at how God will enrich your life through it. You never even know who you might entertain when you open the door of your heart. And who knows? Maybe it will be you who God speaks through to be the angel in the life of someone else. There is no one way to do this, family. There's no one way to live as a Christian. All of this is how we live boldly every day out loud.